Hello, and welcome back to Showing Up Messy. This is the podcast about the messy parts of the creative process and showing up before we feel ready. And this is my first international episode I just recorded with Agi Agnar Yon Eglison, which I think I'm mispronouncing, but you'll find out at the end of this episode when he pronounces his name correctly for you. Um, I'm recording this introduction in Flatery, uh, which is also where we recorded the episode. Um, and I am so, I here's the story, here's the background. I ran into a group of students who were, this town is so small. It's We're in the West Fjords of Iceland. I should have started with that. We're in the West Fjords of Iceland. We drove here over seven hours yesterday on the un, on the route that was like not recommended by Waze. Waze was like, you don't want to go this way. And we were like, yeah, we do. We want to see what this way is. And it was a really rocky way, but it was so beautiful. Um, but we were also outrunning a snowstorm, uh, which we did successfully, except now that we're here, we're stuck. But it was nice to get stuck here. It was so great. And um, since we were just in this little town all day, uh, we were, I went for a little walk and found this group of students. They're all about 16, they're 16 to 62 years old. And uh, we'll talk about it a little bit in the episode, but basically they do something called communal college where they go uh, for weeks at a time to try different things, figure out what they like. And there's no degrees. It's all experiential. Um, and this week, they just so happened to be experiencing improv and acting, which is so cool. And so I like met their teachers and I met Agnar and he invited me to come join them for one of their classes, which was so much fun. We played some improv games. Um, I made them play a gibberish game because I already couldn't understand them. It was very selfish of me and it was really fun. So uh, then we were talking afterwards and Agnar agreed to uh, do this podcast with me and I'm really grateful he was able to and I'm excited to share it with you. Um, I hope you enjoy. This is Showing Up Messy. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Pop stars, exactly. This is fun. Uh, so wait, did you get a chance? Did you? I, I'm just curious. It's okay if you didn't. Did you get a chance to look at that that paper that I yeah, sent to you? Yeah, I did. Did it make sense, or did it? Yeah, sound it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, from um, I didn't though. I mean, I think it's sort of. Because I'm kind of uh, taking my meditation into a little bit of a mindfulness place. Yeah. And it just reminds me of all that. That's wonderful. Mm. So y you mean you've been taking your meditation, like your personal meditation? Yeah. Into this, you know, this kind of streak of mindfulness that's just the mainstream mindfulness uh, uh, thing everyone's talking about <laughs> yeah what is it so you have your own mindfulness practice 
Yeah, well, I've been, I, 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 I'm probably what you say, overactive. All, all that things that you know, all these little kids have today. You know, what do you call it, ODD or something? I'm, I probably have all these things. ADD. Yeah. You have your your attention is like divided. Yeah, all all over, and I have loads of energy. And my main focus in life, oh, no, what really has been my challenges like in life has to be to uh, has <coughs> to collect my energy. To be collected, to sort of you know sit on my energy, or just you know sometimes shut up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not be loud and all over the place all the time. And after I started meditating, which in my sort of university years in drama, slowly just you get all these methods. And uh, in the end, it's just what I do. I meditate every day to keep my focus. That's. That's really great. So it's like, because you, you're, you tend, and I relate to this, like feeling my creative energy, mm -hmm. my general life energy can be all over the place. Like I can have five different life goals in a certain day. And then yeah, 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 that's yeah. about, I have a hard time. Or like, I, I also, the hard work of my life is focusing my energy too. Yeah. And, and I'm, and that's kind of, and I was thinking when I was, when I saw your, your sort of, um, uh, it's like a theme, theme, you know, all these themes, but, the, but it's a, it has a general point sort of somehow in the middle, which is all about being alive or, you know, waking up to what? To, to life. Right. That's what I think of it. And uh, I stopped drinking for a few, a few years ago, and that was one of a very big waking up moment in my life. Wow, yes. And uh, I think just, I mean, it's, it's not, and all this sort of, you know, thing because I've always been kind of alive but mm -hmm. all of a sudden it was things were a little bit clearer alive and clear is completely different than alive and all over <laughs> yes where you're like you actually see what's right in front of you yeah, well what, what was the experience like when you stopped drinking well I've just been sitting in the same bar for 12 years because um, I'm such a social person, but I can't really remember the people I was sitting with. So, yes. <laughs> so uh, I think in the end it was a, it was an act of self pity and loneliness that uh, just escalated into something where you just don't know what what you're doing. And in the end, it just came. It came to a sort of uh, an end that could have been prettier, but. What's pretty about it is that, is that it ended. And now I have this um, comparison. Yeah. Which is the beauty of it. And, you know, being lonely in a room full of people is more sad than being lonely when you're alone. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. So I think waking up from that is my main sort of lesson less this decade. That's, that's my, my lesson this decade. <laughs> that's really beautiful i so i i'm really well first of all i'm really happy that we just dived we dove right in here because we're it's great <laughs> um and because we can get to the per particulars about who you are afterwards because yeah, yeah, yeah. that waking up to your life is such a big moment and i relate to that i also quit drinking a couple mm. almost two years ago yeah, yeah. and it does make it was because yeah, you're right. It's not like you weren't living; you were alive, but mm -hmm. all over. Yeah, yeah. And now, and now you feel like you're 
at least seeing things more clearly. And I also think it has something to do because um, alcohol per se, per se is fine, you know, to me. And I, I mean, yeah. I, um, I give people white wine, red wine with their food when they come for dinner. But, um, but it's this thing about that almost every celebration in life has to do with two things. Music is always celebrated with it, yeah. and alcohol. Music makes us go, s music, it goes straight to our sentiments. Uh -huh. And the other one blurs our sentiments. So I'm just going, I'm, I've been just thinking, uh, I, I'm just in a very sort of a, um, that's why I like this mindfulness thing. It's about, you know, I'm not really happy about what I'm seeing, but I'm seeing it. <laughs> wow. Yes. And it's like, oh, I'd rather be seeing it clearly yeah, yeah, yeah. than pretending like it's not happening. Yeah. Or and I mean, I can enjoy something. I don't have to go all the way. You know, I can actually enjoy running. I, have to, I don't have to do the marathon. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's like because for me with like drinking, it's I, I wouldn't be satisfied with having a glass of wine. Usually yeah, I yeah. would want more of that and yeah, more yeah, yeah. and more. And I think part of it, I mean, uh, I would say I'm an alcoholic, but that's that has nothing to do with this sort of life thirst. What, yeah. what, in one sense, it's in my it's in my way. You know, I have to work on it, which is, you know, I want one, I want more, I want one more uh, all the time. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the beauty of being alive. You know, if something is good, of course you want more. If I would settle for a little bit, then I, I wouldn't be with the person I love you know <laughs> I wouldn't have continued asking that person yes. to meet me and you <laughs> right. know uh, this what do you call it to be persistent in in enjoying something and I want more so where's the balance is the right. when you already have the person you love by your side and you've drunk enough and you you know you have to stop eating because you're a little bit too fat or something is that the time when you stop stop getting the things you like more and more of it or is it because actually we start to enjoy it a little bit more in the now you know wow it's about enjoying it in the I loved what you said about like yeah we're thirsty in life mm. and it's that thirst in life is important yes absolutely and then but it's yeah there's a certain point it's about realizing you have enough to drink or yeah, and also enjoying the after aftertaste, uh, the whole thing about it, because mm. otherwise you're sort of you know swallowing and swallowing and swallowing and swallowing and swallowing, and you just sort of kind of you never enjoy, you never get the whole feeling or the whole experience of anything because you're just taking in, you're just um, exploiting or in consuming. It's this sort of like sometimes I feel like I'm a part of a of this thing in the return of the blob <laughs> that just comes and sucks up the world, you know. And it makes me sad because we have this thirst. Yes. I mean, otherwise we would die out. The thirst is what keeps us alive. But it's yeah. asking, it's like, what are you really thirsty for? Yeah. Do you really want the beer or do you yeah. want something else? And like, do you want the per to be with the person you love? And yeah. then also, yeah, the aftertaste. It's not about, I mean... It can be bitter, but actually... It makes the drink sweeter with the comp comparison in that sense. I, oh my gosh, you're blowing my mind. It's, I mean, where I am right now, it's, I love this metaphor so much. It's, you know, it's so simple and so true mm -hmm. because 
I mean, this is exactly uh, where I am in this moment in Flattery. flattery. How do you say flat? How do you say this city? Flat. Flat. Airy. Flattery. Flattery. Yeah, we kind of pronounce almost everything that we write. But A, these two letters are the, um, one sound, Airy. Flattery. Yeah. Flattery. So. And, yeah. And it just means the Airy is the thing that goes out here. The peninsula, Airy. Yeah, a small thing here, yeah, where the houses are. And flat just means flat. Ah, flat airy. Yeah, it's kind of simple. It was very... <laughs> <laughs> when you, when well, you understand it, it's really simple. It is very... <laughs> like s- most, yeah, like most things. It's like a flat area. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, seems yeah, yeah. very... I can remember that. <laughs> Sticks into the ocean. That's the area thing. Airy. Airy. Flat airy. Yeah. Well, it was very not flat getting here. We went... Exactly. Yeah. And it was kind of scary like our day yesterday was traveling over the just we went the south route we yeah, didn't yeah, go yeah, yeah. from the north where it was mm-hmm. paved we went through the mountain yeah, yeah, yeah. and it we knew that there was a snowstorm that was scheduled to start around six mm. and we had two hours left in this gravel yeah. road and it <laughs> was kind of insane getting here so you came through uh, Bildudalur and uh, Patricksfjörder. You know, the words you're saying, I, I'm i sure I've seen them on maps. Okay. And Was, did you go through a little town that has something to do with Patrick? Patrick. I don't know, know if I did. Okay. I went. We went over a waterfall. There's a waterfall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know that? Yeah, I know which way you went then. Yeah. Okay. Kay. A little treacherous, right? Mm, yeah. Well, for a snowstorm, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll become bigger. Uh, yes, they yes. will get bigger. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it was it was interesting. I feel like yesterday, or even just leading up to this, I just mm-hmm. got to Iceland like four days ago, yeah. and I think every day I feel I think I've been going, 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 and mm-hmm. taking in so much. I've been drinking yeah. in constantly, mm-hmm. and today I feel this uh, like sense of bliss at being able to be still like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. such a joy to be snowed in yeah, 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 yeah. here mm-hmm. and be like you know what we're gonna take another day because we've been doing this road trip yeah, where yeah. every morning we wake up and just drive yeah, all day yeah, yeah. so in a way you get a little bit of the bitter aftertaste right. with the comparison but it's good. also like a different it's just a different uh i think i i used to be somebody and maybe it's kind of what you're describing like i used to pack everything into my day like I would mm, used to yeah. pack my schedule full of stuff you know and it was like a fear <laughs> yeah. of stop when I would stop like yeah. what's going to happen when I stop do, do, do you remember the first time that you stopped I remember one of yeah. I think that certain times in life interrupt us yeah. you know when something tragic happens yeah, yeah, for yeah. instance like I you know, when everything slows down and you realize that the things you th- you think are important are not important, uh-huh. like someone dies or... Uh, oh, yeah. I remember a really big breakup I went through when mm-hmm. I found out this guy was cheating on me. And everything... I was like, oh, all the things I thought were true are not true. And yeah. I have to restart. It's so healthy in mm-hmm. a very, very sad way. You know, it's so sad that it's it's really healthy, you know, to go through something like this. That yeah. actually difficult things makes us make us grow and it's it's, and then you said then you think why should growth be easy 
then everyone would do it. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, yeah. Which is kind of fun, you know. You're either comfortable or you're growing. In a way, yeah. And I mean, if, yeah, I th it's a little bit like that, I think. And I mean, if, if I never do anything that's uncomfortable, my, my safety zone will just get smaller and smaller and smaller. And I sometimes say to my students this thing, because when we're talking about safety zones and, you know, getting out of the safety zone, cause I'm, I'm not the big getting out of the safety zone guy. I'm just, I'm very, actually kind of scared in life. <laughs> but and taking this example of like for example elderly people that you know they go all around they just stopped working then it, in one year it's three shops that they go to and they meet four foreigners no, four um, uh, relatives and then one one year later it's one shop and mm. two relatives and then all of a sudden they have to have get help to go to the shop i mean we just we continuously have to make things hard for them to be easy. Mm. Uh, Your comfort zone keeps getting smaller unless you actively expand it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th I think we have to be, I think we have to be actively aware of it. You know, like we actively, um, when, we, when we're br bringing up our children, we actively sort of, you know, push them a little bit towards things that make them grow. Yes. And we have to think about ourselves a little bit that way, you know. Mm. Within the cotton ball that I want to live in, I am pushed towards <laughs> something that is difficult. That's so beautiful. You get, yes. Where are you pushing yourself in the cotton ball you live in? Where are the areas? At, at this moment in time, sort of m now. Yeah. Well, coming here, for example. Right. Um, let's talk about, tell me more, tell me again, what are you doing here in Flateri? Yeah. Flateri? Well, actually, I'm just a... And what you do in general. Too, yeah, I'm, I'm just a kind of a uh, director, actor, uh, teacher, doing all kinds of stuff. And I run a theater school for children that we where we teach uh, improvisation and, and sort of... It's all about enjoyment, less about technique. <laughs> right. Um, and that's in Reykjavik? That's in Reykjavik and, and around Reykjavik. But, mm, I, you know, usually I'm kind of happy to take on all kinds of projects that have to do with sort of um, teaching drama and also uh, teaching basic life skills about communication and performing and, you know, uh, projecting yourself in a certain way, things like this. Mm. But when this came up, I, th I thought uh, this is something I would have wanted to do when I was this age. When I was 17, 18, 19, I would have wanted to come to a place like this school that I'm teaching in now, Communi communal, um, com college. communal college. Communal college. Communal college. We don't. Uh, there's no. Um, there's no uh, exams, but you do. You just get all kinds of different things that you try out in a year, or in a semester. Mm. And I mean, it's not cheap, and mm. it shouldn't be because you have to respect the time where you try out lots of stuff. You know, some people just buy loads of plane tickets and go around the world, you know. Uh, that's uh, what I'm doing Yeah, right that's now. what you're doing, for example. <laughs> you know, and that's one of, th one of the things. And you, I think we have to respect where we are when we're doing it. I mean, that's one of the things is that, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm figuring out stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. And these guys that come here for to as students, they are actually figuring out what they want to do. Yeah. Our oldest student is 62 years old. 
and the youngest is, I think, 17. And they're all coming to this program where they get, and they get exposed to things like farming, yeah. things like other, like doing what fishermen or fishing mm-hmm. and, and then there's the, and then improv, which is what you're teaching. Yeah. It's improv and acting or? Yeah, well, <coughs> to be able to teach improv, I think we have to sort of, you know, half of the day goes into basic tra- acting, acting training yes. and then half of the day goes into basic uh, improv training Mm -hmm. but next week because it's a little bit sort of flowing um, we're going to decide how what kind of a final uh, experience we're going to want to have out of it and then from there on uh, we have some sort of a training or or practices that make our, our, our goal become alive sort of it can be a big show and invite everyone to come along we can sell sell tickets so we can actually if we want to we can we can call the city uh, the the governmental tv station i mean we it's a small country we all know someone that's so great <laughs> you know it's a small country you could just be on tv like why don't we just why have not? a public ask us <laughs> yeah i love that so this is these are the questions wow. that we're going to be asking um uh, in the second week of this sort of course that i'm teaching well and yeah um, this is almost the end of week one and i was mm-hmm. lucky enough to stumble upon you guys in that in your canteen this it morning was fun. <laughs> it was so fun yeah. i was out here just like having a wonderful like this is where i I am cool I'm stuck and then you just I was happy to have made the connection with you mm-hmm. guys and it's and then I and I was lucky enough to come and be with you in class today and I loved the structure it's so cool that you're um it's the class itself doesn't have a goal it's a communal mm-hmm. it's not only communal in that everybody is participating in all aspects of the college mm-hmm. but they're also collectively forming Mm -hmm. their goals and the end of class is just going around talking about what everybody learned from the most or Uh Uh enjoyed the most or whatever it was but very much um whereas I think going to most schools you there's a test there's external measures of (coughs) success which I think is because if there's a way to be good at tests and there's a way to be good at the sort of, you know, uh, the journey to the test. And there's also a way to be good at beginning things. You know, yeah. I'm, for example, is I'm, I'm, I'm really good at beginning things. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and I'm I really good at quitting them also. Yes. Oh, and amen. what I'm learning <laughs> now is that, you know, I'm trying to learn to enjoy the, the journey not thinking about the end, talking about what we're talking about before, this thing about mindfulness or, or you know, being in the moment thing. And it's so interesting. I'm reading just, you know, one of these How to Be Happy books about mindfulness. The what first book? chapter, uh, it's, it's one of the sort of bestseller things. I can't remember what it means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. so much in the moment when I'm reading it. I haven't looked at the page. You're so <laughs> the front page. Wow, you're already no. killing it. I don't know if you need this book. You got it. <laughs> but the first few pages are all about improvisation, really. If you think about mm-hmm. it, we're just it's all about not thinking about d- deciding where we're going. It's about listening to your fellow passengers. Uh, and I was just... I took this book with me. My brother gave it to me for my birthday. And I came here and I grabbed two books. The books that I'm finishing and this one. Mm. 
and then I started reading it, and it's all about what we are actually doing in the improvisation sessions. Right. And I was just thinking, would I be reading the book the same way and understanding it the same way if I wasn't working at this at the moment? I don't think so. I think it's actually... Because I was telling you, I, I've been looking for this way to feel good with my energy, and it's about meditation and being in the moment. That's why mm. I think improvisation became my thing. Because otherwise, I would be just flipping out somewhere, trying to read Shakespeare, and uh, you know, and playing the end. <laughs> <laughs> because improv forces me to be in the moment. Yes. Otherwise, it's just going to be a really, really bad, you know, scene. You will know, everyone knows immediately when you're not in the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's it might feel more comfortable to begin with. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, good, I know what, what I'm going to do here. But then it's not, it, it's no fun to watch. No. And no fun to do. And and it just somehow isn't alive. It's just, yeah, it's it's dead art. Yeah. You know, that's why we have different... We have, you know, different art forms for for that kind of working, which is a good. I mean, it's a good way to work. It's just a completely different thing, and it doesn't it doesn't force me to be here because I'm, like I said, I, I'm I'm a little bit of a sucker for security. Right. Well, we all are. I think yeah. it's it's that's what it's like. We're when we seek to grow, we're kind of fighting against our own instinctive, like our human nature is to seek security and comfort mm -hmm. because. That's what, you know, it's survival of the fittest. We yeah. want to be, we want to take care of our, the animal that we mm. are, you know? Yeah, otherwise we just die. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, if we, you know, it's like, exactly. If you don't find the place to be safe, you'll just be killed. You will you know? be. It's, it's the yeah. balance between like, yeah, that healthy fear. That yeah. health, we need fear. Fear yeah. keeps us alive. And talking about fear, I mean, this yeah. excitement I think I get out of improvisation where things are really funny and you know that it can go that way or the other way and you're just looking at your fellow actor and he hasn't decided and then he forgot on, you know, what you said. And it just goes completely different way. I just have to say, okay, we, I'm going to follow him. Mm -hmm. And you go from real excitement, like, you know, you're exploding onto, uh, into something like, you know, really smooth energy that, oh, I'm just going to follow him. I don't have to take care of it. Mm. It's, not my, it's not my place to tell him where to go. And I, th I think all these lessons have been kind of lifesavers life for me. Where have you used this in life? I mean, my, my marriage, for example. Mm. Um, uh, just also just um, growing up kind of gay in a straight world where, you know, in the s s 80s, you know, coming out of the closet when AIDS was just coming around, you wow. just had to flow a little bit. If you, if you would have, if I would have fought it, I'd be dead. You know, someone would have killed me or I would have taken my life. It's, it's kind of about this thing about when do you flow and when do you take the fight? And I think that's kind of what we do in this, uh, in a in, in this artistic, beautiful way, mm -hmm. in the in the improv, because there there is a formula. Right. You know, there yeah. there we are actually working with a formula, and I know the basic rules, and if I follow the rules, then I will get 
I, I, I can I can take charge. I can follow. I can I can uh, take a sort of a jump, uh, f- sort of a what you say like a, like a leap of faith. You know, I don't yeah. know where I'm going, and that that excitement. And I'm know I also know that someone's gonna catch me. Mm. My family caught me. My friends caught me. You know, mm-hmm. when my and I think it's it's these things that um, when. Yeah, nothing really bad can happen when when you know you can trust the people around you. Mm. And that's what you have to do in improv. Wow. Most of the office jobs, jobs I've had, uh, people haven't trusted me. I haven't trusted people because I had just haven't been put in the situation to grow that relationship. Yeah. But you work with the people of, um, of uh, improvisation actors for two hours and all of a sudden you trust them with your life. It's so true. It's right. it's it's a little bit like a cult in that sense. <laughs> a little bit like a cult. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's like, oh, do you want to, yeah, just yeah. make yourself very vulnerable and have these overly trusting relationships. Yeah. But it's not, you're, I love that you chalk it up to trust because mm. it's like what you're describing. Uh, have you heard the quote, leap and the net will appear? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. And it's, it's trusting. Mm-hmm. And I think it's trusting. I haven't heard that before, but it's a brilliant phrase. It's a very good phrase. It's uh, it's from The Artist's Way, I believe, by yeah. Julia Cameron. Have you heard okay. of that book? No. Put it on next to, after mindfulness, it'll yes. be next. Or, <laughs> or whatever that mindfulness book <laughs> you're reading. Um, it's, uh, and yeah, it is this, there's t- two ways you can choose to live in fear of other people and second yeah. guess, or you can choose to trust. Mm-hmm. And I think... It's interesting because I think a lot of times and it's it's trusting your instincts too. It's trusting what you know, when you when you get that that feeling mm-hmm. of excitement and like I, I kinda you know, just to use a small example today is like uh you know, I if if you had been, if you guys had been a weird group, I don't know, like not <laughs> You could always have walked out, but I you know, have walked yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. But like I think I trusted my instincts oh. to say yes saying yes to life. Mm-hmm. And it's not about saying yes blindly and in a way that's gonna put me in danger. No, but it's no. but there's a way to say yes and trust life. Um that makes me feel more it's the things that, that come back to me when I when I give my trust mm-hmm. to others it, it's just that's the best like even my driving partner who mm-hmm. I'm here with who we went I don't dri- I told you I don't drive stick I will learn at 20 minutes a day from now on <laughs> on this trip <laughs> I'm gonna try to learn maybe stick not. has to be there in the end you know the stick has to be there well yeah exactly <laughs> it'll just be there yeah she's <laughs> it's not my uh not my insurance policy that we're going to be <laughs> using, but it's, it's crazy. Like I met this woman three days ago, mm. three or four days ago. And I literally trust her with my life. We were up in that mountain, just the two of us yeah. for, you know, and I'm just, I was thinking up there, like <laughs> you, she could be a serial killer, you know, like yeah. I could be, but I, I know she's not because I trust her, you know, it's. And even if she was right, you know, it's just, uh, it's very unlikely that she would pick you to kill, oh, because yeah. you're also her partner in in this crime. Right, you know? this is true. <laughs> is it a is it a crime to come to Fletch Alley? We don't know. Maybe, maybe. But I mean, yeah, and uh, we're looking out the window here yeah. it, at mm. just the snow came three days ago. 
and I mean, you're talking about a snowstorm driving uh, across country here. Um, we also we almost didn't have summer, and then we got like really nice sept- September, mm-hmm. and then winter came. I I'm not used to this. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to getting like winter coming in one or two days. It slides in around Christmas in Reykjavik. And it's yeah. This is this is not what I'm used to. I'm just going, oh, brilliant, because it lightens everything up, even though it's colder, because it's white. It's white. Oh, that's so true. Mm. And you, you're, yeah, you're like just accepting what comes. Yeah, well, I, I wish I would have taken better shoes with me because I'm kind of <laughs> wet all the time. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, but I can buy new shoes and or borrow. But the um, but I, what I like about this is that the reflection is just like it. It, it it's so much more light, you know. And it's mm. starting to get quite dark, so I think it's it's good. And yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, that was actually we were surprised at how our goal was to get here before sunset. And as we were on, we were okay. What do you know the name of the waterfall that's in the middle of the drive? What's You're talking called? about the really big one. The very big, yes. Yeah, Dinyante. Dinyante. Dinya. Okay. We were at the top of it when the sun was setting. Okay, so there's that yeah. beautiful lake underneath. That's wonderful. The sun was coming. It was so beautiful. Mm. And so we stopped and like went out. She ran out to take a picture. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, so the sun is going down. That means it's going to be dark. And we have two and a half more hours of this mm-hmm. drive. You know, what's going to happen? But we were we were surprised at how light it stayed, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it was... Or we... Everything worked out. Every yeah. single thing worked out. And and if it had been different, it also would have worked out. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if we had gotten stuck somewhere, we would have gotten. Worst st- thing is you can sleep in the car. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It was like we have fuel, we have food, yeah. we are fine, we're okay. I haven't because we're talking about a little bit being in the moment. Yes. But this thing about actually having to think about what's the worst thing that can happen before you can actually decide to be in the moment. Which I think is kind of a fun. Um, there's a there's a little bit of a, a, a mental journey to to face your fear a little bit. Mm. Yeah, but it can't go get worse than this. Then I can settle with the the now of today. You know, it. And I think I'm sure it's different between people. How how insecure or how obsessed with bad <laughs> endings they are. Yes. To be able to. Yeah, because I I have to I I do seriously have to go to okay I have to answer this really really difficult mail, and I I have to go to what's the worst thing that c- can happen mm-hmm. before I actually find out no actually n- nothing bad can happen and, and the worst thing that can happen isn't that bad, right? But I imagine you know the end of the world with which is kind of a, it's like an anxiety thing yes. it's uh, i i don't suffer from a lot of anxiety but there's this way of thinking that goes like why is it always why does this uh, w- one email make me have to go to this place yeah no nothing nothing bad is going to happen mm-hmm. and i th- i think it's the security guy maybe maybe it, maybe i am an anxiety guy mm-hmm. you know that that needs this kind of thinking because it's a little bit like comforting a child in that sense nothing so is that my inner thought then 
that my inner think my my inner dialogue or my mono, inner monologue is always comforting myself no you're not going to die because of this email yes you know, uh-huh. you're not going to die because you lost your boots somewhere or you know you forgot them in Reykjavik nothing's going to kill you today yes <laughs> uh, so yeah nothing yeah you the everything you've done everything to take care of yourself yeah you're not uh <laughs> Yeah. I am my mother. I am my father. I am, you know. You are, yeah. You have to talk to yourself like a a small <laughs> child, like a wounded. One of my favorite writers, Elizabeth Gilbert, she mm-hmm. wrote Eat, Pray, Love, but also Big Magic, which is another mm-hmm. another book for the list. Okay. She's, but uh, I heard her speak once, and someone asked her, like, so how do you, you know, she because she talks about this all the time mm-hmm. about how to move past fear, befriend fear, you know, like yeah, how yeah, do we. Yeah, yeah. Oh treat ourselves and they were like how do you manage to do that you know and she's like oh I talk to myself like I'm a wounded animal from a kill shelter (laughs) and she's like yeah it's like that's exactly (laughs) how you have to like treat yourself and be yeah we have to nurture our ourselves because we're we're just children inside yeah hopefully (laughs) your inner child thing i mean i think it's based on a on a true little child you know it's there yes but i mean my inner child actually is bearded and starting to get a little bit gray it's (laughs) (laughs) because Uh it's still me yeah i don't have a picture of me as a wounded small child Uh, the picture of me is me it's you just a little bit with open ears in the head, uh, eyes in the headlights, kind of, you know, oh my God, it's happening. Yes, yeah. So totally. I think that's also interesting. It's like, how, how, does, how does your, what, what's the mental image of you in these places? Because I also have a me- mental image of me, exactly how I look, being very strong. Yes. And it's all about just very small differences. And how do you shift? How do you, when you feel, yeah, when you're in deer in the headlights, you, yeah. how do you come back when you feel stuck or you feel scared? Like, if we take this, just this beautiful, I think it's actually a beaut- beautiful metaphor, this this one email. Yes. I'm thinking about an email from this morning. You had one today. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. And I've been thinking about it for a few days because I didn't know how to answer it. And then I found the word words for it because you know it was a difficult subject was it it's a difficult subject and maybe something that's my fault that shouldn't have happened or something it's just you know Mm. a a guitar was broken and (laughs) your guitar was no a a guitar of someone else was broken was broken my students and uh, it's fine you know and it hasn't been proven and i don't really care in the end it's about how we continue so i you know i decided to say it doesn't really matter if we broke it or not we're going to pay it <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> uh, so we can just stop the subject and continue but i was that i've been thinking for two or three days just about it's it's about letting go i couldn't let go mm-hmm. because i don't know if it's my fault so and but what's the goal? The goal is to make the thing go away, and it doesn't really matter if it's my fault or not. Right. You just have to take it on, do th- something about it, and move on. And you know, first letter on my computer was a solution. Mm. It's not eating. It's not hitting sand. It's just about doing something about the problem. Yes, just facing it. Yeah. Instead of the the question mark, it's a definite. Yeah. You, you yeah. and I could I could have answered it in so many ways. It doesn't really matter. Just making up your mind about how you how you want to do it. Mm-hmm. But 
not being afraid of being afraid is so good because the answer would have been really bad if I answered it two days earlier. I had to be, I had to think about it. Hmm. It's not always about the quickest. No. Solution. So it's I can, always, I can, yeah. sit, I can be. It's okay to be hurtful somewhere for mm-hmm. a f- as long as it's uh, as long as you as long as it's the time that it needs until you find that thing that makes the answer right or something you know it's a th- because being hurtful can be like in this sense it was just me finding enough courage to say fuck it <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't really matter, matter. Right? Uh-huh. and it, and then in in the end from there saying oh, I can just I can just take responsibility even if it wasn't mine wow yeah doesn't really matter yeah you're just being and being yeah being comfortable with being uncomfortable leading up to it yeah Let and of course I wasn't comfortable with being uncomfortable it's but I can tell myself that I'm, unco- I'm uncomfortable with being uncomfortable yes and then that yeah there's always another layer to yeah. go right and like the rushing the Russian nesting dolls of like yeah. okay like acceptance is always possible yeah. that's that's in the end sort of what I, I I think is happening is that well it's fine I can you know I can actually if this was um stone in my shoe mm-hmm. <laughs> I probably <laughs> it would have taken a shorter time it would have taken what? A, a, a shorter time a shorter time yeah, yeah to get it out but you know if I was maybe carrying my ch- two children it w- would have been a problem putting them down to take my take the you know then you in a way you just have to say okay this is a pain uh-huh. is it better to you know, put my kids down and take the stone out and maybe, you know, have to run after them or whatever. Or just, it's okay. It's just it's just a few hundred meters to the car. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know. It right? It's what is, yeah. And I, I mean, I think life is just full of these things. Mm-hmm. And it's full of, yeah, well, I can't change my husband. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like everything about him. I just love him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Right, right. We're not here to be comfortable all the time. We're not here no. to be. I mean, and and if we are, it's probably because we're not being challenged and we're not growing, and that's going to be uncomfortable in itself. A different, it's a different kind of discomfort. Yeah, and I, we do need to rest our brain oh, and yeah. our heart. You know, so we need have, need to have this security place where actually we are not growing. We're no. rest, we're resting. Yes, it's the the balance between yeah. rest. Work, rest, and play, maybe. Work, rest, and play. That's the next book, isn't it? There you go. Sure, <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah. I love that. Mm. Do you think that in Iceland, is this, like, what do you think? It's funny, I was talking with uh, Hulda, maybe she'll be listening, mm. who knows, who is a friend of a friend, and I got to stay with her my f- in Reykjavik mm-hmm. my first night, and we were all talking about things to do when we retire, you know, when mm. you're... Like, oh, what are you going to do when you're 70? That sort of thing. Um, And like that idea of, oh, you uh, eventually stop working and then you start living and doing what you really want to do. Mm. Like, where do you feel? Do you feel like you're you're, uh, in a place of working or playing? Or do you, you know, is it 
And also, do you think like in Iceland in general, this is a country could conducive to mm-hmm. what you're talking about being mindful? Well, I think, <coughs> I think, I think, uh, I think in Iceland, there's two, two nations living in this country. Mm. There's actually people with a slower rhythm that live on the countryside and people that think they live in New York uh, and they live in Reykjavik and it's like hun- less than 200,000 people that live there. Uh-huh. And um, um, there's something about, there's a lot of energy in this country mm. and the energy it can actually it, it can make us start to run a little bit in circles like hamsters or something. You know, so I I find that the energy in the country is a little bit like you have to step back and say what kind of energy do I want to take from this? Because there's a I mean I'm sure that there's few fewer not many places in the world where you have so many people actually that do live off creative stuff. Uh, percentage wise Mm -hmm. because people just like they do all the things they want to do and it's a little bit in our nature to just do things always people always doing something Mm -hmm. um you mean mean by and by do things you mean i'm just first of all just normal little things you you know everything from scrubbing the floors to to sending letters to going on a visit to you know being in bali tomorrow and new york the day after i think people are very busy mm-hmm. and that's my kind of nearest environment and a lot of sort of just modern icelanders uh-huh. and we publish a lot of books per per person meaning they're not all good you know right. but we <laughs> We publish them, and I'm Gandhi said one of my favorite sentences in the world is that uh, it doesn't really matter. Everything you do is insignificant. It just does. It's just very important that you do it. Mm. <laughs> yes, nothing matters, but everything matters. Yeah, you ha- yeah, you have to do everything as if it matters. Exactly, and yeah. the big picture of this, for example, the book market is that we publish and publish and publish. I didn't realize that. And we. Because we publish and publish and publish, we do get the pearls in between. Yes. You're uh, prolific. A prolific country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, and I think a lot of... I think a lot, pe- a lot of people live their lives like this. I, I don't want to live my life like this. I don't want to do a lot of things all the time just for the sake of being blind in the middle, you know, sort of yeah. floating dead to to the sea you know things are just happening without me controlling it yes um and the last few years i've been stepping back and just deciding what do what of the world i want to have in my life because Mm. i can choose Mm. and having the power to choose is a it's a big responsibility i'm not just i'm not just choosing for me i'm choosing for my family because everything i like actually they will kind of having their life also right and um but i'm not going to wait until i retire i think you know i think we should live i i want to do the things now yeah and i mean i have brilliant um what do you say like those i can look up to um like um my parents are are my you know I, c- I can look at them and they are you know they're building a house on the countryside and they're you know they're gonna 
move abroad and they're just doing loads of things that they would never have had the guts to do 20 years ago. Wow. And it's about, I mean, I think, you know, I'm also, some of my courage are seeds from them. They are inspiring you. Yeah. And, and I hope that this can actually sort of continue down the generation line. Um, and I want to do lots of things. I mean, I still haven't, I still haven't, uh, basic things like, you know, scuba diving in Bali. Yeah. But I also, I mean, I sit on stories that I want to publish. Mm. And I mean, I live in a country where everyone gets published. When in so Rome, <laughs> yeah, go for it. When in Iceland, publish a book. <laughs> um, I was, I, I've written plays and I'm doing a film at the moment. Uh, wow. I hope it will be shot next summer. I have no idea. Right. But it's the journey. And yes. So I hope these sort of many, many journeys will be the thing. You know, I'm wanna, I want to be busy, but I want to be busy with things that I, I picked out to be part of my life. Oh, that's so beautiful. Mm. I think it's great. Oh, I'm so happy. I, I'm so grateful to have met you. And it's, it sounds like we've met each other at a really interesting juncture in both of our lives. Yeah. And I think so. I really appreciate you sharing all of your insights with me. Thank you. Thank you for just, uh, you know, showing up. And hey, that's <laughs> what we're both doing. Yes. Showing up messy or or clean, whatever, or focused. We're showing up focused. <laughs> showing up with all our stuff. With all of our stuff. Yeah. Uh, if people want to find you on the internet or do mm. you, are you on social media? Would you? Just Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Agnar. Agn how do you say it again? I, again, for a fifth time Ag that I've asked you. Agnar. Jón Eilson Hmelars is my husband's last name. And on on uh, Facebook is the only it's the only place where we have his name also. Okay. <laughs> I'll write it. I'll type it out so uh, people uh, can <laughs> find you. You're it was so wonderful talking with you. You too. Thank you. Thank you. See you next time.